Go. What's up, people? This is Generation 2.0, and we are back again after a month and a half of a strenuous, uh, stressful uh, break of content creating. And I'm here with Abdullah Ghaleo, Muhammad Toomey. Uh, the other two couldn't make it. Uh, you don't need to worry about them. And we are here in beautiful Northern Quarter outside Chai Latte. Shouts to them for their breakfast bombs. I feel really English, also because of the World Cup as well. Um, how's everyone doing? We are... It's a beautiful afternoon in uh, Northern Quarter. And here's Muhammad Toomey who wants to say a few words. Oh, I feel like you, you passed me on from the studio to like the person on the pitch now. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. Giving the lineups out now. Giving the lineups. Yeah. Well, actually, they're starting Jesse Lingard. No, I'm joking. Well, let's let's get right into it. We're talking about England and can they win the World Cup? What what's happened so far? Is it a dream? Like semi-finals, and they're still going, still going strong. Abdullah Abdullah is the main man. He does presenting and and. Uh, producing football talk shows as a full-time job. Abdullah, what's going on? Man, it's been crazy for England. It's been absolutely crazy. To be honest, I'm not the biggest England fan, but I do admire what they're doing in the World Cup. I think Southgate has got a good young side who, who wasn't like you weren't really expected to do anything. I thought a quarter-final would have been positive for them, considering it's not been the best England side in years, like twenty odd years. They haven't had a side like. I wouldn't say this bad. There's a lot of potential on that side, but not enough, not enough of that mixture that they had back in the day. A bit of it. Like Rooney, Gerrard, Lampard, all those names. Carragher in that 2006 World Cup. Where I remember, and there wasn't a lot of expectation. They made it to the semi-final. People just don't understand that it's coming home. It's just coming home, isn't it? It just <laughs> is coming say, home. You were saying a lot of semi-negative stuff, but at the end, you do believe it's it's fully coming home, it's don't fully you? Fully coming home. It is fully coming home. And um, tell us. By the way, what, what it is that you actually do? Because you're presenting and producing. Um, what, what is it that you do day to day? So in the last month, um, I sort of left my other job, uh, which was just working at our car centre. Okay. Uh, I was doing a bit of, bit of stuff here in the studio. It's just over the road, actually, from where we are. Studio 68, shout out to the man there. Um, so I've actually taken, we would sort of doing an internship there and stuff over the World Cup. So been doing a po- bit of live produ- uh, production. Okay. So just sort of switching between screens and stuff like that. But sat behind the computer doing a bit of that, and then as well done a bit of presenting in two or three of the shows, uh, Meat Pie on um, Stephen Alson's channel, okay. uh, which we do on a Thursday, Tuesday, and a Sunday, and it's been a good experience over the World Cup, man. And is it is it sort of like you do? People have post match analysis where they analyze the the match and what's yeah. going on and the lineups and all formations and, and that type. Of, is it that type of thing? It's a bit of everything. So we got like Dave Statman, Dave. A lot of people know him who gets on the kickoff for Tuesday. Who's Statman, Dave? He's the, he's the stat man in the UK. Man, right. Uh, obviously, you'll see him on True Jordan's channel. See him on YouTube. So, like, there's been total shots, stat man, right? shot accuracy. He's on TV. Yeah, he's that guy. Okay. So we do. A bit, I do a bit of stat work with him. Okay. He gets. Uh, he does the live watch alongs and stuff like that. So right. I might be able himself? to jump on today. No. There's a shot accuracy in his head. You know what? We will not expose him. I'm joking, stats man. I'm joking, stats man. He's, bri- he's brilliant at his stats. But yeah, he does uh, watch alongs and obviously proper analyzes the game. That's his sort of style. Okay. And then House and at night, the Meat Pie Show, which we do on Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday over the World Cup, which hopefully we carry on into the Premier League season. Uh, what he does is this thing called Div Bingo. It's a hashtag. So, like, people that are wearing all these weird costumes, we've got a hashtag going for them Div Bingo. So, people are taking pictures and sending them. So, we've got a bit of a community going on with them. We get on the hashtag. 
we show it on our screens on the wow. on the on the live show later on. What's the weirdest costume that you've seen? We've seen some weird one. We've seen like this guy, Panama fan. I think he had like an angel thing, and he was covering like we were saying how like he must really annoy people that are sat behind him because they can't watch the game. <laughs> like, and like all oh, the weird like paints. We always chat about the paints. Like how are you going to that? Like people are fully painting themselves. Yeah, that effort. Flipping, she was fully blue. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. we've seen some avatars basically in the world. I think <laughs> I think that's really embarrassing if someone's like thirty like even forty years old fully painting themselves. Yeah, yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, grow up a yeah. bit please. Yeah. It's the World Cup, but grow up mate. It's the effort for me. It's the effort it's like imagine you lose, like there was this guy from Iran, you know, and they lost when they drew to Portugal and they didn't go through, I think. Um he was crying and you can see the paint like going away from like <laughs> You've, you've had to wear the paint. You've got to go home now. Right? You've got to go wash your face and catch a flight back to Iran. Like. But as, as Conor McGregor said to Floyd Mayweather, mate, you're 40. That's <laughs> swear, man. Big man, you know. Big man. It's been enjoyable, though. The World Cup vibe. I love the World Cup vibe. Because my family, uh, don't aren't, not all of them are big football fans. Just me and my dad, really. Uh, but even my mum like enjoys just sitting there and annoying me when yeah. my the team that I support loses. And when I was yeah. calling her that day, she said they're enjoying it, they're just chilling out. Yeah. It's, it's got a different vibe to it. It's not it just football, is it? No, absolutely. My mum chips in every day. She probably doesn't watch the match, but she'll come up to me and she'll say, "Who's playing?" And I'll be like, "I don't know." Uh, I but, hope but, this guy. But, but no, she'll be like, "Yeah, but, I don't know." Like yeah. France and who? Who did France yeah. play recently? France and. Who did France play, mate? Uh, France, Uruguay. <laughs> France, Uruguay. Yeah, she'll be like, "Yeah." Oh, France are winning. It's just no idea love, about love, anything, and I just I give the, the and people then people that don't watch football love to chuck in the political agendas in there. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Like yeah. Everyone just like Moroccan or we're North Africans. Everyone's got to support them, and yeah, they're like, yeah. you can't support England because like we're immigrants. Basically, <laughs> basically, people supporting the the the, the countries yeah. based on. And politics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It happens a lot. So but speaking all, of which, Russia, Russia. Yeah, have you seen how? I was speaking of Russia. Have you seen how um, the English commentators for the first uh, few opening games? Um, the, uh, there was a, there was li- there was a little political fact on each little Russian stadium. Oh. There was genuinely, it was like, oh, this is. Uh, I think Kaliningrad. It's it's not in Russia specifically, but it's in mainland Europe. Yeah. The stadium in Kaliningrad. She was talking about all this uh, uh, prehistoric uh, Soviet stronghold back in the yeah. 90s. I was like, this man is sending. Putin's going to murk him soon. I was thinking, you know. Oh my, I feel like it's a proper like I mean, agenda I, against Russia. I think like, the, the, the funniest was probably the first game that set it, the whole thing off was Russia versus Saudi Arabia. And then it was like, you know, what, what a politics game. And, and apparently, is this true that the Saudi Arabian... I don't know. It's just King was there watching it in the stadium. The crown prince was there was, watching there. his team yeah. getting beat the crap out of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laughing with Mr. Putin. Putin was was there telling him uh, probably some telling him if we can get an arms deal down, and he was there just crying yeah. about his five nil loss. Was yeah. keen. So yeah. so whilst whilst the Saudis were getting battered five nil, Putin was there sewing up the deals and laughing, and and the Saudi Arabian. King, Prince, whatever the flipping is, I don't really care. He's, um, what was that? They were doping. The Russians were doping. Watch Icarus, guys. By the way, he's saying that, guys, I watched Icarus. Um, both of you need to watch this. It's actually incredible. It's like how they doped in the uh, Olympics. So they were like, they were the, where they checked the doping in one building. 
And then the other building is where they do the checks and the Russian guy working for WADO, which is like the guys that check the doping at the Olympics, he was the link in between them. And he was doing it and he got exposed while this guy, Icarus, uh, well, the, the thing's called Icarus, but this guy, I think he's, I don't forgot his name, he's like a cyclist, was doing a, just a standard documentary with him. It all goes mad. And he's like on Skype with him going, they're coming for me and all this. It's like a real film. It's, wow. abs- it's um, Oscar winning. I'm sure it's an uh, Oscar winning film documentary. It's brilliant. Watch it. But it actually opened your eyes up because they talk about how football in Russia, doping as well. And uh, everyone's just been like how they're covering ground, you just said. So it's really interesting how they're running a lot and making it to the quarterfinal. So, so what I'm was think- the yeah. Do you know what? Turned thirty nine a few days ago. That's so exactly. there you go. I think. Let's. I want to talk about England a bit here. I think England's bracket, uh, for the round of sixteen and then onto the quarterfinal semifinals. I think, Rus- I think Putin fixed it for Russia, but it turned out well for England. Cause think about it. Spain. They defeated Spain, yeah. and then they got Croatia, right? Yeah. yeah, they got Croatia. They nearly beat Croatia. I thought it was good that they avoided Russia because I think Russia are that awkward team. Whether they're doping or not, Definitely. and obviously how from what we've seen, they seem like that team that just parts the bus and happy to just sit back. Yeah. And I think England don't need that at all because okay. they're, they're going to struggle to unlock them. Although, you know, Jess Lingard, Deli Ali's movement has been good. Yeah. It's still going to struggle. Right. Sterling needs to step his game up a bit. But it's good that they got Croatia. It's going to be an enjoyable game, I think. So, so now, now that we're talking about England as, as, a, as, a, as a team, the question I've got is France and Belgium are considerably, considerably strong squads. Does England have what it takes to beat them? Is England going to have, with, with Southgate uh, as the tactician, are they going to be able to beat a France team which has got a substitute team which is just as strong as the first team? I think they can. I think it's uh, England have got a system, and that's what and that's what matters. I'm not saying they will. There's a difference between I'm saying they 100% will, even though it's 100% coming home. Let's not forget that. Um, I think they can, and any team can win it. Now it's about getting the system right, the tactics right, and I can't wait for that Belgium France game tonight. Who you guys got for this one? I think probably France. I, I think. I want to say France, but like Belgium might just take it. I don't know. They're such a scary team on the counter attack. Hazard, will, Hazard, ha, Lukaku is too strong and fast. Hazard's too tricky. Yeah, yeah, and Kevin De Bruyne is just something else as well on the ball. His, his vision is something else. It's just he unlocks defenses too easily. And Lukaku and Hazard are pretty fast, exactly. so they'll open up that French squad. <laughs> and Kevin De Bruyne's got a very mean shot. Oh, definitely. That is a shocking. That is disgusting. That shot. It's too good. No, I honestly, I honestly just can't wait for tonight, man. But all we know, it's coming home now. The big question before we leave you guys: Is it coming home? More go first. I'm going to say everyone is a percentage. I'm, I'm going to be, you know, very realistic and optimistic at the same time and go with 90%. It's coming home, Eunice. I think um, it's possible for us to win the semi, to win the semi-final, but I think 85% coming home. I don't think they're going to win it. But if they do win it, I'm still celebrating them. Don't worry. So, so, so you think they're not going to win it, but you're still giving them 85%? They are going to win it. Yeah, so 15% they're not going to win. Okay. Right, got you. So there you are, 85, 90%, 100%. It's coming home. Let us know your percentage. If you, you got to just say it's coming home. I mean, some of us are just worried to get deported here. Um, <laughs> you got to back the man there. You got to back the man there, man. <laughs> <laughs> there might be some checks after this game but you know what I haven't said that I've always said that 
the, the England will win once they've got an English manager because not because they're understanding mainly because the English media is so strenuous or so uh, critical of, of people and only someone that's used to that atmosphere in that arena that's been brought up here understand and be able to cope with it uh, but you've got a different angle haven't you Abdul you think that it's because of the history of, of Southgate with the players I think it's 100% because I think that's part of it obviously being an English uh, manager does help because he understands the pressures that the players have come under uh, come under sorry like that's of um, Sterling this World Cup Jesse Lingard last couple of years not many would have you know betted on him even being in the England side never mind being a main starter being the guy that's you know doing all the hard work in the middle, doing all the running, becoming the player that Sir Alex Ferguson said he'd become. And that's all down to the trust of Southgate because they work together in the under-21 level. The likes of him, Deli Ali, it's good that Southgate worked with them in that you know, academy level because now he's earned their trust, knows who's good, knows how to play with them. And as well, Southgate, remember, did miss a penalty in the 90s in, I think, the Euros or the World Cup, which, of course, he understands the pressure that it comes with. And he's the perfect man for the job and he's got a good system, good tactics. Let's hope they get it right and let's hope wow. it's coming home. Wow, what an incredible sign-off. I think, just before I go, um, I think the reason England are doing well is because of the lack of expectation that came uh, in uh, that they came in with yeah, to, to the World Cup. No, no one expected anything from this side and I feel like it's kind of lifted a bit of pressure from them. So, and then they just started, you know what, let us, rather than starting to uh, like look up to the pressure, uh, to the pressure, Let's let's start playing our game. Let's just start playing freely. Let's start playing as much as as much football as we can, basically. I think, if not anything, it's made everyone very happy what they've done so far. It's been a, a lot of happiness, and you know what? I think the country is going to be uh, a quite a nice place to to be in once the uh, if they do win. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, happy people around. There's going to be a lot of crazy things as well. Um, but overall, I think even if you're not into football, it's going to be a nice place to be. Um, it'll be a lot of sponsorships, more sponsorships from sporting companies and media companies um, in, investing in as well. So even if you're just a, a business head that thinks that football has no point, you might want to be interested in saying it's coming home just for the sake of that. Exactly. So it's coming home. We'll leave you guys at that. It's been a good day. Northern quarter. Nice bit of sun. It's coming home. It's coming